Hello, and thank you for selecting to listen to Homework with Friends. Uh, this is the very first episode. We're very excited and very grateful for everybody who's taking the time out of their day to listen. We wanted to give you all three episodes at once so you could get a good cross-section as to what the show would be like. So you'll notice we try some different recording techniques, and hopefully each episode we try to get a little bit better and better and, and smoother as we figure out what it is we're doing. So if you like it, feel free to share it with your friends, uh, go word of mouth on it, you know, tap somebody on the train on your commute and say, hey, these guys got it going on. Uh, but in all reality, in all seriousness, if you like the, the shows, please feel free to subscribe. We'll be putting episodes out weekly from here on out. And there's also a video component if you go to YouTube and just search Homework or Friends. And pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts, we are there. So uh, thank you again and enjoy. All right, we are rolling. Rolling, baby. Rolling? Oh, we are rolling like rolling. Welcome to the Homework with Friends podcast. Yeah, we, uh, we've been talking about this for a little while. If you don't know who we are, this is uh, Logan talking. And this is Dalton. Uh, we are two strapping young men who live in Chicago, Illinois currently, both hail from Ohio. Yeah, we're, uh, we're uh, taking taking up home in Wrigleyville. Yeah, yeah. First home game tonight. Yes. Well, no, not the second, first. It's the second home it's game. <laughs> first night game. You were certainly close. <laughs> a lot of people around. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. Chicago's a cool city. But instead, we are inside... Recording a podcast <laughs> for no one, but we are doing this podcast. Uh, so basically, the idea of this um, is we were trying to come up with a um, what would be interesting to listen to uh, for anybody, and we knew we wanted to have a podcast, and we thought about our favorite podcasts or ones that teach you a little bit about something you didn't know about. Before uh, before you listen to them, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm describing it well. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, and most people's favorite podcasts are just the the, talk, the talky ones where you just get to sit down and have a nice conversation, but you don't know us well enough for that yet. Yeah, you don't know we us. We needed a gimmick. Yeah, this is all gimmick. We, we needed a gimmick to drag in. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Joke's what? on you a year in. We're going to switch it up. Ew. <laughs> and what better gimmick than homework, baby? Yeah, what better gimmick than making ourselves do extra things every day? <laughs> <laughs> it was harder than I thought it was going to be, but I guess we can get to that later. Mine wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so the idea of the podcast uh, for anybody who is interested, and if you're listening, I'm I'm hoping you are. If not, you're doing us a big favor, and and thank you for listening. Uh, basically, the idea is that each week we will assign each other a homework assignment um, that will have to do with a, a various different amount of different topics could be a field trip going out and doing something could be historically based uh, um, something with history could be a book report um, so reading a book and reporting back on it uh, ranking rankings <clears throat> are will be a one and that could that could really encompass anything I could be ranking just about anything in the world movies books uh, 
as, as far as this episode goes. <laughs> and that presents, is everything yeah. in the world. <laughs> uh, places to go, trips for honeymoons. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's our BuzzFeed <laughs> section. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. So rankings will be one. And then we could dive, we'll dive even into some more tricky topics, math, science. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in general, the idea of it is to, I wouldn't say push us out of each other's comfort zone too much, but as uh, just learning something different each week kind of independently of anybody really telling us to do it but ourselves. Yeah, and then reporting it back to whoever decides to listen. And uh, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's humorous. And uh, guaranteed always will be wine involved. Oh, yeah. What are you, what are you drinking in there? I have the Tisdale Cabernet <laughs> Sauvignon. And how much did that cost? Yeah. <laughs> this was marked down from four ninety nine to three fifty. <laughs> I sprung. I went eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. I don't have my bottle on me, but I'm drinking a cab. Yeah. What year do you? What vintage? <laughs> two thousand fifteen. Oh, really? Yeah. That's older. <laughs> that's that's aged well. <laughs> aged well i can tell you are feeling good baby I, i'm drinking that out of my my favorite ohio mug and i'm drinking this out of the first mug i saw <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see what we do uh, what should we do here a little general check-in hey, what do you want to check in with yeah um, maybe we'll, we'll talk about con- what if we uh general talk what, what do you remember about homework growing up um I remember I hated it. <laughs> I was not. A, I was not a school person. Um, I always enjoyed learning, but I do not enjoy being forced to do things that I don't want to do. Yeah, I think that was probably the main frustration I had with any homework growing up was like, kind of the the, the cocky feeling of like I get it. Yeah. I know you want me to do this. <laughs> I know I know I can do it too. <laughs> if I, I don't want to. If I tried forever, <laughs> I could figure this out, but I'm not going to be like that dweeb Connor fuck turns in all his stuff on time. I'm yeah, doing it on my own. I, I kind of always got like a little thrill out of turning stuff in late and getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever uh, tank any homework? Ever really piss your teacher off? No, I had I had one teacher in high school and he just knew that I could do everything because I would do well on all the tests, but then I just wouldn't do homework. And so <laughs> he would always be like, you're just not living up to your potential. You got Goodwill hunting. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got Robin Williams. Uh, and I just would always say, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know, I missed that game for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, hey, it's a high school anatomy class. There's, I'm not going to hit my potential here, and if I do, I, I'm... I'm not doing well. I'm, <laughs> if this is my peak, yeah, if this is where I'm hitting my stride. <laughs> we got reva- We both got to reevaluate stuff. <laughs> I remember one time, I uh, probably the worst homework assignment I ever did was we were supposed to keep a binder in AP English senior yeah. year, and uh, we were. It was for our own good, but she also said it was like for prepping you for college. Like never as if touched, you just never touched a binder. As if in college. you just kept multiple binders throughout the year in college, and we had to like log everything we did and like keep papers. It was supposed to be like our portfolio or something. And she said it, it didn't matter what was in it. Like you could just just do it, and um, I'll look at it and I'll, I'll I'll give you a grade. It's like an easy fifty points. Like don't worry about it. 
So I didn't. I didn't worry about it. And then I, the day before it was due, I just took a binder and just like shoved all my shit into it at once <laughs> and turned it in. <laughs> and I ended up getting a, the grade rubric back, and it said negative two out of fifty. Negative two? How'd you get <clears throat> negative two? I don't. I, she I, took two points she took off two, of, of whatever other. <laughs> So I I, I I went up to her. That's the biggest fuck. You I, I went up to her because I would have understood it too. I really didn't care, and I really didn't do the assignment. I guess, but I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, so I, I got a negative two on this. I think there might have been like, is there supposed to be like a is this negative points? Like what happened?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'm so disrespected by what you turned in. I took two points away from another assignment." <laughs> You're so, you did so bad. I took two points off your last paper that you already turned But then in. I got a hundred on the midterm, baby. Oh, that must have been a slap in the face to her. I don't know. I think I, I had a, I had a lot of assignments like that, or like teachers like that who would say like, this is prepping you for college mm-hmm. and have you do stuff like that. And I, it's understandable I guess, but they must not have known that online was coming. Because <laughs> there were no binders or folders in college. They're like, trust me, you're going to want to handwrite all your papers. Yeah, you're going to want to handwrite all your notes. You're going to need this. And then all of a sudden, that, that was gone and you, laptops were a thing. You know what I always think is funny? And it's still like something that I think teachers like harp on now. And maybe, I don't know, elementary school teachers out there listening, it's different now. Oh, well, I didn't use this in elementary school either, but how mad teachers would get at Wik- Wikipedia sources. Oh. Wikipedia is pretty valid nowadays. Yeah, I got most of my information from this assignment off Wikipedia. <laughs> I hope it's right. <laughs> it probably <laughs> I is. learned a lot from it for this, too. <laughs> well, because it's like, I think people still think you just go on there and you can, like, change anything you want. It gets changed back. It gets changed back immediately. Yeah. There's not a single, like, you can't go on, you can go on there right now and it'll look like you did something, but it has, like, several safeguards before anything gets published. Yeah. And they won't even, like, it's strict. You get banned. Um, that's homework, I guess. Yeah, well, how was, how was doing the homework? Was it hard? Yeah, just the act of doing it. So, I, I found myself kind of falling into an old habit I'd forgot I had where I just, like did not want to do it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had so like not I wouldn't even say it's procrastination. I mean it is procrastination, but it's almost to I can't tell if it's to the next level or just a different level where it's like I can like tetris the time blocks in my brain and as opposed to being like, "Oh, I get this nice little square. I can drop this down right here. It'll fit in nicely. I'll read a few pages." I uh, just didn't. <laughs> Just wouldn't do it. I just filled it in with sleep or not doing it or just justifying anything else. Because I think I knew, um, should we just, should we describe what the homework is? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, uh, well, you know, should we play the old recording at this point? Like yeah. Cut in the old recording? And well, make sure. This will be an edit point. Up, Mike, we have discussed possible homework assignments in the first episode of Homework with Friends. And no, we gotta pretend like it's a uh, like it's a surprise for me, even though we already know mine. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, so here we go. So Logan, your first assignment. Oh no, what's it gonna be for Homework with Friends over this holiday weekend that you will be partaking on? Is a book report. What are you doing? 
Hello Book Report, and we're gonna right. we're gonna be doing Holes. Oh, Holes. The old classic elementary school novel. Okay. That, uh, was made into a movie starring Shia LaBeouf. Okay. And uh, <laughs> okay. a bunch of other actors that went nowhere. You got Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver went some. She did some stuff. You got John Voight, Joe Buck himself. Oh God, there's. I guess there's a lot of actors. You got zero. I was thinking. <laughs> ju- I was thinking just children, but. Um. Okay. Well, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What's the? Uh. So basic breakdown. I would like you to read the novel. Okay. And then report back uh, with a full summary. And, and maybe like an analysis on plot and themes and your overall take on the novel. Um, okay, you ready for your homework? Yeah. This one's a little more loose. This one is not as premeditated. Okay. So, what I want you to do is... Uh, right now we can identify who they are. Okay. But the five most boring presidents... And then you have to find the most interesting thing they did. Okay. Uh, five most boring presidents? Yeah. That's tough. Because there's like some boring presidents. There are. I, like, give me like a cultural breakdown as to what they did, why it was important, and also like why you deem them boring. I, I think I could do that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think there's a lot of presidents I, I don't know a ton. Like, what did Ulysses Grant do when he was a president? I'm not saying he's... I think he's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I'll have to look into it. It's just all about... I guess it'll be my own take on it. Yeah. Because... Uh, just kind of the essay question. But yeah, Fuego take. <laughs> a little... A little, pep, a little... A little hot take just off the top of my head. Obama, first black president. Amazing president. Not that... Super crazy of a time and off. Yeah, so reading the book, Holes, was, uh, I knew it was going to be easy, so I, like, I disrespected the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was meant to be easy. It's the first, it's the first, yeah, very first one. It is the first one, uh, so I, 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 super quick book that mostly everybody's read, it's relatable. Yeah, it's like very relatable, and also I, um, I I don't know how we want to necessarily tackle do it like the presentation of the homework itself, but um, I it it has got the fact it was not nominated for an Oscar for best adapted screenplay is a fucking crime because that book to movie beat by beat everything is in the movie. Everything. I don't doubt it, but I don't think that it was that hard to squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Like, so they like, even said like, "Oh, Shia LaBeouf walks out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's a few times where it just says Shia. <laughs> it says <laughs> John Voight gets scraped in the face with fingernails by Susan Saran. Sigourney Weaver. No, Sigourney Weaver. You missed that. Uh, but um, no, I was like reading it, and I thought like I was reading a screenplay just because it, everything just read exactly how I remembered it in the movie. I don't. Um, yeah, don't think in movies in as far as like kids' movies. I don't think yeah. they're changing a lot. Yeah, yeah. So for what I was uh, for what I was reading for, like I was like trying to like see if Louis Louis Sachar. Is that the name of the author? Yeah, something like that. Louis Satchar. Louis Sacky. <laughs> Louis Sachs. I was trying to see if old Louis Sachs 
um, was putting in like some poetic stuff for the kids, like some yeah. stuff to like really pick apart. He didn't. No, just <laughs> bare bones. <laughs> there was a period of time where I, I forgot the book. So I, um, I downloaded a PDF of holes and it kind of, it was like formatted like an essay. And literally, like every paragraph is two sentences long, <laughs> and they all begin with he. <laughs> so I was like, he picked up the shovel. He was hot. That's, he walked over to zero. Maybe that's the racket to get into is kids' books. Oh, as I was like, like, like preteen books. Yeah, and as I was like looking at it, like the full PDF of that book is like a hundred pages, like one point five spaced, on wow. like a Microsoft Word doc. Wow, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. Take some time. I'm doing holes too. <laughs> holes too. More holes. Where's Shia now? More gold. <laughs> Where's Shia now? Uh, how'd you? So how'd you feel about doing homework? I thought it was. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, I did the same thing. Like, I, I should I, mention I, it was fun. I liked. Doing yeah, it. I fell right back into the old pattern that I would do, whereas I would. Knock out the bulk of the work and not want to finish it off until the last minute. So I spruced on the last little bit of it two hours ago (laughs) (laughs) you started the lawnmower but you ain't pushing it baby yeah like it's like i did the whole the whole front yard and half the back of that i was like i'm gonna get some lemonade and i'll come back to it in a week (laughs) it's like oh shit i forgot the trim (laughs) um but yeah it was it was lemonade and come back in a week uh mine was tough though because it's it's hard to get down to what would be considered the most boring presidents yeah and it what it comes down to is i was right like any really good modern day president that doesn't have their time in office just thwarted with scandal is boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> Every just like president. Yeah, because, I mean, like because he was such a good president, um, very pleasing to the people, and like the internet definitely helped out. Uh, I don't have him on my list because I went a different direction with it, but Obama was the most boring. Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't have a big scandal. There wasn't like a like major war when he was in office. There's just like it was a, it was just a good like a good presidency is a boring presidency. <laughs> I think Which, that's probably how it should be. It is it is how it should be. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, so what I had to do is I had to go most forgotten presidents, and then kind of the most interesting things that they had going on for him. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because... Yeah, that makes sense. That's a better way to view it. Any modern-day president doesn't even compare to some of the stuff that these old guys had going on. (laughs) They were nuts. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, they were just like... You think about Andrew Jackson just dueling on the White House lawn. Like, how do you even compare to that? <laughs> Snows fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, you make a YouTube video where you're relatable to the, the normal man. <laughs> He's like, we partnered with Funny or Die. Isn't this good? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's just so... I had to go a different direction with it. Uh, but it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Some of these, like, I... Like, I like to think that I'm boned up on my history, but I forget presidents a lot. Like, oh man, if I had like, to list all what forty five of them with uh, Trump, yeah, sue me. I can't do it. No, I can't either. <laughs> and I just spent the past week looking over the list. <laughs> um, I forgot well, them, Trump was president for a second. Yeah, most people try to. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, so how do we want to dive into this? We want to dive into Let's science. Dive into this. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll go first, man. I'll go first on our book report. Uh, Before we do, I'm going to make sure everything is recording. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) That whole thing was missed. (laughs) We don't have the full rig yet. Alright, it's time for assignments. Assignments. I'm assuming we'll, we'll put in a little music pew, break pew, there. Pew, 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 Assignments. Who ready for assignments, baby? Um, so, as for mentioned, my assignment was to read the young adult novel Holes in its entirety and uh, give a book report on it. Yeah, starting you off in elementary school. I believe <laughs> Starting slow. I believe I had to give a summary of it, uh, analyze its major themes, and kind of give it a review. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, So, picture yourself. It's 1998. The Scholastic Book Fair. You see a nice book with a kid's profile on it. A backwards hat. He's looking pretty cool. And a crater's all around him. Above him. Paved in blue with red letters set in holes by Louis Sachs. <laughs> we, I, I feel like we need to touch a little bit more on what the kid looks like. <laughs> He's got a square head. Yeah. His perfect cylinder body. <laughs> I had the full poster of him growing up. That was it. He was just a decapitated head. Yeah, his body, his head is shaped like a hole. Yeah, you. <laughs> That's why they call them holes. It's a perfect six by six foot. You pull the book off the shelf. You turn in the back. It says four ninety nine. You got eh, what? You got maybe six seven bucks in your pocket. Uh, you got six seven bucks. That's all my mom gave me. You got holes. Fair. You got holes at this classic book fair. You go home. You crack it open. Here's what you're reading: the tale of Stanya Yilnets. <laughs> Stanya. <laughs> <laughs> the boy whose name is conveniently a palindrome. Chapter one. The boy who sh- survived. <laughs> the boy who lived. The boy who lived. Stanley Yelnats. <laughs> a tale of witchcraft and wizardry woven throughout seven years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but in all reality, um, Holds is the tale of Stanley Yelnats. Um, who lives with his family. Uh, his father is a failed inventor. Their whole family is kind of plagued by this curse. Um, the curse is from their uh, no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandfather. Uh, I believe that's uh, the exact quote. That is the exact quote. You got uh, it. <laughs> nailed it. Um, so, essentially, the, 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 the whole premise of this book is that Stanley, um, through uh, mechanisms... Without under his control, but beyond his control, beyond his control. I'm gonna take that again. <laughs> Stanley, through mechanisms beyond his control, um, is sent to uh, a camp for troubled youths uh, because he was mistakenly uh, took for a shoe thief. Um, he, he, he took them. Oh, he took. He, he he did have them. He had the shoes. Um, who belonged? The shoe fits. Who <laughs> holds to the shoe fits. Um, who uh, belonged to a famous baseball player set in this fictional uh, U.S. And uh, he has to go to this camp. And the, the basically the idea of this camp is digging holes builds character. Um, Stanley uh, is established throughout the book as somewhat of a pudgy type character, kind of picked on at school. 
uh, never really got along with anybody. He's kind of got this uh, loser stigma all over his entire family, not just himself. Uh, and in going to this camp, he sort of finds uh, what I deem through reading it, this this band of losers, all these kind of misfits. Um, they're kind of cool, they're kind of not, but this is it's this new bubble that he's living in at this camp that I think when reading it versus watching it, I realized like, it's kind of cool. I, I guess you don't really get the picture in the movie how bullied he was um, when he was uh, back in school before he gets to the camp. Um, so basically throughout the whole book, he is, um, took to, to dig these holes at this kind of deserted camp where, uh, there's this mysterious warden who has them digging these holes. It feels so funny describing holes right now. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just, I want to just go with holes. (laughs) Um... It's such a goofy kind. It's a it's a, ch- it's a chain game for children, dude. I was as I was like reading <laughs> That's this. That's what they should have put on yeah on the movie poster. Cool and Luke yeah. for children. <laughs> well, it's cool and Luke for children, but it's also like kind of Shawshank Redemption for children. Yeah, like it. It's definitely Kitty Shawshank because he gets to this camp. He's not supposed to be there. He says he's innocent. Everybody's like, yeah, I'm innocent too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too, buddy. Oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. He meets these, like, real shithead kids who he, like, instantly becomes a part of. (laughs) After, like, two chapters, they're like, hey, your name's Caveman now. He's like, cool, I'm Caveman. Yeah, I'm Caveman. (laughs) He's like, why you call me Caveman? Caveman sounds tougher than Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) There, there. Um, there's even a point where like, uh, mom or is it mom? Yeah, mom, Mister Pedansky or whatever, who's like, yeah, having mom comes back, and he's like, we got a letter for Stanley, and he's like, ain't no Stanley here, only <laughs> caveman. <laughs> he's like, uh, well, this letter, this letter says Stanley, so. I don't... But the whole thing is set with this backdrop of like a beautiful interracial relationship yeah so uh, let me get back to, i guess i go back to the homework a little bit yeah um so we know holes if you're listening and you don't know holes just watch the movie holes like you don't need i'm gonna go ahead and give my review you don't need to read the book don't read the at book. this age unless you it's your actual homework in which case just read the book it's pretty easy um but the themes of it are things like let's just let me say if if, if you're at the stage where this is your actual homework, don't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Impressive you got here. Yeah. It's crazy you found us. Stop listening. <laughs> we don't have any strangers finding us yet. <laughs> Children who are assigned holes are finding us. We need to get out of this market. <laughs> you are not our demographic. Um, but anyway, so as I was reading it, I think, I don't know, I think when you watch a movie as a kid, I didn't really read the book, I don't think, growing up. When you watch movies, you kind of just, like, take it for what it is. Mm. But, like, reading it um, and kind of just, like, being an adult with a grown person's brain, you can see all the forecasting in the book as to what's to come. Like, literally, when I was <laughs> reading the book and I saw that it was Madame Zeroni and I read Zeroni, yeah. I was like, that's Zero's great-great-grandma. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're related, huh? There we go. <laughs> I'm getting these connections. Um but when you look at kind of everything that happens in the book, it, it basically all the major themes have to do with, uh, I wrote down fate, luck, and responsibility. Uh, meaning that he's, um, the whole book has to do with all these like fated encounters that people have. Yeah. 
um, like Stanley's great great grandfather um, and his initial uh, lust for the farmer girl and then his betrayal of Madame Zeroni basically sends his curse on his family um, that eventually leads to the catalyst of the book in which Stanley is uh, sent to Camp Green Lake to dig the holes, but only because Zero had stolen the shoes and thrown them off the bridge and it landed on him, so the families are still intertwined. Uh, meanwhile, if you look at, back at the flashbacks of everything, um, you look at the kind of the interracial relations between those characters, um, how their fates ultimately save the lives of Stanley and Zero later on, and how uh, pretty much everything ends up going full circle in this book. Like when Stanley and Zero eat the onions at God's Thumb, once again, assuming you guys know this story. <laughs> if not, we just need to adjust these homework assignments a little bit. <laughs> but I can't go to. But they they so there's a point where they eat these onions, and later on, the onions save their lives. Like everything in this book has a, a purpose to it. Stanley teaches Zero how to read um, towards the end of the book, uh, and then they find this treasure chest, and Zero reads off Stanley's last name. Uh, basically reaffirming to Stanley that that was his great-great-grandfather's chest that they're actually stealing the treasure from, or taking the treasure from, that the warden was always looking for. Um, so it's kind of like this, like, it's it's a young adult novel thing where, like, a young adult reader can read these kind of things. And it's like, oh, this is an interesting mystery I'm unfolding. But when it kind of ties into the actual, like, curse and the themes of the book, it is kind of like, the fate part is kind of interesting, I think. It is, but... Here's what I've wanted to talk about. <laughs> the curse all stems because he didn't come back and carry this woman up a mountain <laughs> to drink from a river. He could have just brought her a bottle of water <laughs> from the river at any time. Madame Zeroni. And, and sang the song while she drank it. Yeah, I guess I don't know why she needed that that much. <laughs> yeah, she was already 85 years old. <laughs> that wasn't going to, like, plump her up and make her healthy again. I'm going to curse you forever and eternity. <laughs> it just, it made just no sense. Okay, well, okay, so that point, I think, maybe ties back to the lazy writing in that, sorry, Louis Sachs, if you're listening, but... I mean, you just wanted a reason for Zero and Stanley to go up a mountain and yeah. for him to give Stanley or Zero some fresh water. I get it. Yeah, it makes. I guess. Yeah, but the curse is real. <laughs> the curse is real, <laughs> and they break the curse, and uh, uh, you know they get all the money at the end, and everybody lives happily ever after. And then the they top Zero and all that shit. <laughs> They're now hanging out with professional athletes at their house. Any this is that's why any time an old lady wants me to carry her anywhere in Chicago, I just don't even hesitate. I say hop on, <laughs> hop on, madam, hop on, baby. <laughs> Where are you trying to go? Um, so I had so in there also we had luck. I think luck is a big part of the the novel in, in terms of kind of like the chance encounters all tied into fate. I'm not going to reiterate myself too much on that, but even like the digging up um, the fossil that Stanley has and. Then he learns that X-Ray gets the first dibs on anything that comes through. And then he gets, like, the little uh, the lipstick container for kissing Kate. Um, you know, pretty interesting. But l good luck and bad luck kind of prevail throughout this movie. Yeah, they do. What do you think? Why do you think that he necessarily had to introduce this mythical creature of the, the spotted lizard 
Instead of just using something like a rattlesnake. <laughs> I don't... You know what? No other part of this is really like a mythical story. So here's here's the thing. I think the, the little kid aspect of the book like needed a, a monster. So I think like kids reading the book needed to know that like... That last scene where Zero and Stanley are covered in lizards, that, like, that's true death if they don't get out of that. I feel like you could accomplish the same thing with normal living animals, creatures. Yeah, no, that's true. You could, I mean, like, if you tell, like, if, like, Cormac McCarthy was writing holes, he'd probably use, like, (laughs) an actual animal out in the desert. But for, like, the yellow-spotted lizard, I think, like, a kid reading that... I remember as a kid going, like, oh, you don't want to fuck with them yellow-spotted no, lizards. Yeah, I was terrified. Exactly. And so, then somebody told me, like, those aren't real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude you can go to the desert. There's no <laughs> yellow-spotted There's not a single yellow-spotted lizard. You don't want to know about them yellow-spotted lizards. <laughs> uh, no one's ever been close to count all their dots. Because doesn't the, the warden use rattlesnake venom in her nail polish? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, why not even just lean all into the rattlesnake thing? Well, because they they use, like, yellow spotted lizard venom. Well, they they had a yellow spotted lizard. Well, because no one's been close enough to a yellow spotted lizard to ever count all the stats. (laughs) You couldn't get its venom. (laughs) 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 But um, there was a. I mean, they also said the fact that there's a reason there's a spot at the camp is because Barf Bag, one of the previous kids, stepped on a rattlesnake intentionally to get out. Like a guy shooting his fucking foot in Nom. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Um, but to tell you the truth, reading the book, like all the character dynamics, like hold up really, really well. Like as far as how the, the kids play off of each other, like you get the real sense that like it's real shaky dynamics the whole time. I, yeah, I don't, I remember as a kid thinking like, I wouldn't mind going to this camp. (laughs) If I had to choose between this and something else, like this doesn't seem like that bad of a thing. You go out, you dig a hole during the day, and then you come back in. Take a bad boy, make him dig five feet. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and that's also kind of like the fucked up, uh, narrative of the whole book. Is that, like, they, they say, like, digging a hole builds character, and it's kind of, like, established that it's, like, kind of fucked up that they have to go out and dig all these holes and do all this every day. But at the end of the day, it did. It did build character. It built character for him. It made him a strong little boy. Yeah, more more tough, more... Zero more. was a strong boy. All the boys were strong. We, we got some strong boys. A bunch of strong boys. <laughs> we <laughs> dig a boy and it doesn't make him strong. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, I think overall, uh, if I'm going to review the book, oh, then, oh, sorry, I forgot my last point of the themes of kind of like responsibility and uh, meaning like there's this kind of mini arc that becomes the biggest arc in the book where um, Stanley's kind of coming into his own and he's always the guy that I think people have to kind of care for or he at least has really low self-esteem. And then suddenly he's kind of accepted into this group, and then he becomes the father figure to this outcast character, Zero, who's yeah. like the basically the quickest, quickest uh, digger. Um, and I think he eats the dirt. <laughs> I think he eats the dirt. <laughs> I think he eats that dirt. Um, but he kind of becomes, uh, but reluctantly so. He kind of never has. He finally gets the chance. He always feels like an outcast, and now he's he suddenly meets someone who is other. 
Um, like he always kind of felt he was, and he's not really that cool with him at first. He's like, man, don't read my letters. I'm trying to write. And he's like, I can't even read. And he's like, oh, you're different. <laughs> Let me teach you stuff. You're different than I. Um, and he kind of teaches him in a very big brothery way. Um, and then ultimately ends up going out and rescuing him once he runs away. Um, so I think, uh, like just general, like not even the character from building the, or building, digging the holes is a big point, but the responsibility he feels once he feels like he's finally part of a group and then suddenly he can actually look after people who are less fortunate than him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, that's that. And so review of the book. Overall, yeah. Overall, I'll take on it. Overall, I'm going to say, like I said before, go ahead and watch that movie if you really want to get holes. Yeah, do you think it's something that should be still taught in classrooms? I think if it... I don't know. Like, it just depends. Like, there's some there's some shit in there that I don't... And I don't know what classrooms are like anymore, but, like, that I don't think would fly. Like... There's a point where Zigzag just fucking clocks Stanley in the back of the head with a shovel. <laughs> and, like, Stanley just gets up and he's, like, bleeding. And, like, Mr. Mom comes out and he's like, well, go ahead, rough him up. <laughs> and they start yeah, doing the shit out. it's a messed up part. And it's, like, cool that it's, like, real. Like, it feels like some weird stuff that, like, boys would do and, like, going too far and stuff like that. But I don't know, like, if kids are out in the back playing holes. <laughs> <laughs> I play zigzag. <laughs> I'll be zigzag. You be Stanley. Man, you're always zigzag. Shut up. <laughs> um, but I would. I mean, I would venture to say, just based on kind of the like, I was thinking in my head, I was like trying to read it as if someone were going to hand me one of those handouts you had in school, where it was like, why did Stanley get named Caveman? Like, read for yeah. comprehension, kind of stuff. And I was like, for that, it's a pretty good book. Yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of like just short comprehension quizzes you could. Yeah, exactly. Getting. It's like how what? many spots do the lizards have? Do eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they call him Barf Bag? What was in Stanley's bed when he got there? <laughs> oh, Barf. <laughs> um, so I think like for for that purpose, it was good, and also I think for like attention span, it was really. Um, it moved. I mean, there are like three page chapters, which I'm still a fan of. If you're an author out there and you're listening, shorten them chapters up, baby. I want to get to the next part. Um, and then I think, yeah, just based on the themes I said before, like it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's a good book. Um, I guess if you're looking at like gender dynamics, it's oh. probably, I don't think it's a good book for little girls. Oh, absolutely not. One, they're, what, the two females in the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, they're both. Part of the book? And one's a well, villain. Three, his mom. His mom, who's a non-character. Yeah. And then the only other one is, like, a villain, and the only other one becomes a murderer because her boyfriend dies. <laughs> <laughs> so not great role models for yeah, a lady. I, I don't think that, but I think for any uh, marginalized youth, and if you're starting, like, a discussion on, like, class in a in a class as far as like um like zero being like a homeless yeah. student and stuff like that probably pretty good um i doubt holes is viewed as problematic <laughs> <laughs> we can't watch holes anymore <laughs> um and then i would think uh i don't know even i even like went on amazon and looked at like even one star reviews and stuff like that just to see, like, what people hated about Holes, and 
pretty much everybody was like, this is bullying. Like, this isn't okay. <laughs> I was like, he was a bullied kid. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's, just, it's also a book. Yeah, and he ends up... Be- Stanley's not real. He wins. He wins. He wins. He learns how to be better. They invent- what's the what's the shoe smelling thing called? Sploosh. Sploosh! They, <laughs> they make sploosh! That's the fun. Actually, I was reading that on the way to the train this morning. Where he, he comes up on Zero. And he, the way that it's written in the book, he's like, he sees a boat in the distance. Stanley walks up to it and goes, Hey! As if to scare who was ever in the boat before he got there. <laughs> When he walks up, he sees a hand pop out with a little can of peaches. <laughs> and then Stanley, he goes like, Stanley walks up to him and goes like, hey, what's that? And he goes, it's Sploosh. <laughs> it's Sploosh. Don't you know? Don't you know who's Sploosh? The hit new drink and also shoe makeup. <laughs> like, the shoe smell nice. Zero doesn't speak any words, but he comes up with Sploosh. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I don't want to find any stray observations here. Uh, Pedansky, Mr. Mom or whatever, is kind of... I don't like him as a character. Oh, yeah, not a good guy. He's He turns pretty hard during the end. Um, let's see. I'll say it's a fun read, but it's hard to not visualize the movie once you've seen the movie when you read it. It's yeah, I don't doubt it. It's not like... Really not like any other book-to-movie thing I've ever read in that it was... So, one hundred percent the same thing. Like every single story turn, every characterization was the same. So, it, it like I said before, it was like reading the novelization of a movie, whereas it was more of a chicken egg scenario. But uh, what came first, the movie or the book? <laughs> what came first? But you know what I found out? Uh, screenplay credit for the movie was Louis Sachs. Oh yeah, he just yeah. He probably didn't change. Man. Honestly, what I was, he just is like, all right, we're going to option this for a movie. Uh, we want you on the screenplay. He's like, okay, cool. Done. Just hands the book. <laughs> yeah, here's the book. Here's the book. Do that. Just do exactly what I, pepper in a couple more words and then you're, you got it. <laughs> like, you don't want to switch anything? That seems to work. <laughs> People like this. <laughs> so um, why would I change it? Yeah. So I, I read it at a very brisk pace because of that. And uh, overall... I give that a give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Damn. Yeah, that's it. That's that's impressive. That's high. If I'm, if I'm if I'm like a kid and this is my homework, oh maybe I'm ranking the homework. You're ranking the homework. Yeah, eight out of ten. Eh, I don't get what you're saying. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm adding some sort of ad hoc. Yeah, rating system to this. Um, but that's holes. All right, and the Dalton's Okay, so um, once again, mine was to rank the five most boring presidents, but that's a little tough because um, it's hard to it's hard to decide what's boring and what's not. Any good, any really good president was a boring president because they did they didn't get assassinated or impeached, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but so I, I took a different little little route with it. I did the five most forgotten presidents. Okay, um, and it, it also it ties. So into, you're losing it, points for changing the assignment. It ties into <laughs> them being boring. Um, but then I wanted to touch on some interesting things that they did. So number one, first guy we got here, William Henry Harrison. He was in office for in 1841. 
member of the Whig Party. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> what, what makes William Henry Harrison <laughs> so forgotten is that he was only in office for 30 days, 12 hours, and 30 minutes <laughs> before he died of pneumonia, which he got at his inauguration. Uh, notable achievements, first death in office for a president, <laughs> and shortest term as a president. Woo! So, yes. William very, H. I don't know how much more boring you get than making it 30 days. That's true. Um, he didn't do anything. No. He, they, it's funny, he, he might be the, the most important one on this list because he is the, the least impactful but most fascinating. Yeah. So he, he set did, a lot of records. He didn't even get to to touch on anything because half of his presidency he was sick. And <laughs> and that's not 2 years, that's 15 days. <laughs> He's like, "Give me a declaration yeah. or something." <laughs> I'm dying over here. So there's not a, there's not a whole lot to say about him, but he, yeah, he's one of he's he's number 1. Um and sadly, we get into some... We got a couple Ohio presidents on here, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, because we brag um, about it. We're the land we of presidents. We brag about it, but we got crappy presidents. Pre- presidents and astronauts in Ohio. So, um... Warren Harding. Okay. In office 1921 and 1923. Member of the Republican Party. Um... <laughs> widely regarded as the, the worst president of all time. <laughs> Wait, he was 1921 to 1923? Yeah. Gun to uh, my head, I would never be able to tell you what years he was president. No, well, why would you? I mean, like, even... Like, we named schools after this guy. Yeah. And he, like, he didn't do anything. Harding you. And he was actually one of the worst presidents because he was known for being the most boring uh, his campaign ran on the slogan of Return to Normalcy <laughs> to just, Hey, we're gonna make things really goddamn normal again Hey, what's up? My name's William Harding And that war sucked <laughs> um, So, yeah, he was another president He died in office in, in his term um, How old was he? Uh, I really, I don't know. I didn't write it down. <laughs> in history, doesn't know. <laughs> history doesn't know. Not a There's not a, a single place that you can find that information. <laughs> he died at he died in 23, <laughs> and that's all you need to know. All right, he died in 23 at 23. <laughs> I didn't need to write down everything about these guys. Here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um. So. The, the crazy thing about Warren Harding, which makes him even worse. Is that he like he ran the White House like he was Adrian Greenier in Entourage? <laughs> he just hired all of his friends to do all the jobs. <laughs> Secretary of State Turtle. <laughs> yeah, he, he he just hired all of his dudes to 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 make up all the jobs, and they were just terrible and and thwarted his whole entire presidency with scandal. <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest one was the the teapot dome scandal. Ooh, um, and Albert Fall, his Secretary of Interior, uh, sold the rights to the oil reserve in Teapot Dome, Wyoming, for money and cattle, <laughs> and obviously got caught because it's the twenties. <laughs> um, and then also he 
he had an affair. Um, he had a couple affairs. One was proven, uh, and then it was proven that the Republican Party paid off the woman <laughs> to not tell anybody. So it's just a full cycle into this new presidency that we're running. <laughs> How wild west did they think the presidency could be back then? It was lawless. You could do anything as president back then. Trump would have killed it in the old days. <laughs> You know what, this is good perspective, this guy, especially on how crazy we think Trump is, this sounds equally crazy. It was, it was equally crazy, and I just don't think that there was as much exposure in like That's true. press and news in those days. People w- would have gone nuts nowadays for Warren Harding. <laughs> he, he, had an, he had a couple affairs in office, put all of his friends in high up positions. <laughs> so it, this is just Trump. And... His campaign was just saying, hey, we're going to be normal. <laughs> Make America normal again. <laughs> Make America normal again was what he was going for. God. And then he died in office, which is not out of the realm for this this situation we got going on. Because <laughs> he's pounding McDonald's every day. <laughs> the only good thing for Trump is that pneumonia is pretty easily cured. <laughs> Did he go from pneumonia? He he had heart problems and pneumonia. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so he wasn't doing well. All presidents have to have like a little ammonia, ammonia, <laughs> a little pneumonia epipen. Yeah, wherever they go. People did not get antibiotics back then. <laughs> so that's that's Warren Harding. There's a there's a couple of high schools in Ohio named after him, and they should not be. No. <laughs> All right, his next... great granddaughter Tanya, star Tanya. <laughs> I bet Tanya Harding's related to Warren G. Harding. It all adds up. It all adds up. <laughs> Everything makes sense now. Dirty trash. <laughs> oh, hot take! I think Tanya Harding's trash. <laughs> Sue me. I know I got one person on my side. Okay. Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> She's in my squad. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Kerrigan lives in Chicago. If you guys ever want to meet her, just <laughs> hang out around Wrigleyville and you're running into her a bunch. She's usually just walking around holding up signs to say, I, Tanya, sucks. I, Tanya, sucks. All right, back in. Okay. Uh, next president, very much forgotten. Actually, not that bad of a person. Um... Benjamin Harrison in office ni- or 1889 to 1893. Wow. Member of the Republican Party. Don't think about him. You don't. And what I've realized is back in the old days, on the limited research that I've done, this is not a trying to make a bold statement, but it seemed like the Republican Party was a more progressive party. No, that's true. That's yeah. what it was. It was, uh, I forget when the flip happened. It happened, I think, right before FDR um, was the Republican Party was viewed as more of the party for the people. Yeah. And the Democratic Party was viewed more as kind of like this, like, nasty, uh, conservative kind of group. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like Southern Democrats are still kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever met a Southern Democrat. Uh, I feel like they're still more for the people, but I feel like they just justify their crappy behavior by being like, we like the people. <laughs> but we're for the people. Yeah. <laughs> usually. <laughs> so Benjamin Harrison, 
Uh, one of his good accomplishments, <laughs> unlike the past two presidents, he actually had a couple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he had support for African American voting rights and education. Um, was the last significant attempt to protect civil rights until the 1930s. Wow. So he, yeah, he really locked it in there before some crappy presidents came along. Man, that's um, wild. They just decided, nope. So yeah, so that's, <laughs> for 40 years. That's 1893 to the 1930s before there's like a significant push for, for civil, like civil rights and education. Damn. Voting, it gets, that's rough. But Ben Harrison <laughs> rounded out the end of his, I, I, I actually probably should have wrote, wrote this down, but, um, I think end of his presidency, if not the end of his life, by leaving his wife for his wife's niece. <laughs> he was 63 and she was 41. <laughs> and he left, he left his wife for Mary Dimick Harrison. And that, that was his wife's niece. Uh, so <laughs> there's a, there's a little... Was uh, it while he was in office or what, when he died? I think it was after office. So he's a one-termer? Yeah, yeah, he was a one-termer. Um, but yeah, that's a, if TMZ was a thing back in the day, they would have nailed his ass for that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's A-plus work right there. I didn't know that. Hey, you're welcome, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, uh, now we, we got the... The shithead Southern Democrat Franklin Pierce. Whoa! I don't know these names. I don't think I went to school. No! You, <laughs> nobody... If you can list all the presidents, good on you. Yeah. Because, like, who remembers... Like, nobody remembers Franklin Pierce. So, you know what? Here's a little PSA to anybody who's ever bummed out about presidential elections. If you didn't like uh, Obama, if you don't like Trump right now, guess what? We forget them all. <laughs> we forget all of we them. We forget them. Probably won't forget either of the ones I just mentioned. No, absolutely will not forget those. <laughs> but maybe someday. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. Um, so Franklin Pierce in office from 1853 to 1857. One-termer. Uh... <laughs> I'm, sensing a tr- I'm sensing a trend with the one-termers. Yeah, yeah. they weren't. These weren't good presidents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a big thing with Franklin Pierce, he's a big Lincolnator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't super into Lincoln at all. Lincoln was president's, uh, two, two after him, one after him. He was succeeded by somebody and then it was Lincoln. Uh, but he's a big Lincoln hater. Oh, wait, um, so this is before Lincoln was president. This is before Lincoln was president, God, I almost yeah. want to cut this out of the podcast for how stupid that sounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, a big highlight of Franklin Pierce's presidency is that he, uh, he failed to stem conflicts between the North and South and really set the stage for the Civil War. <laughs> um, he, he made a push for slavery in the West. <laughs> This guy sucks. Right at the beginning of his presidency. This makes him a bit more redeemable, but not really. His 11-year-old son was crushed to death in a train accident. Nearly decapitated. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Doesn't really justify his actions. Very sad. Well, once you're crushed to death, what's being decapitated? 
Right? That's what I thought. <laughs> Every, everything I read on it was like, his son was crushed to death, nearly decapitated. And what does the nearly decapitated matter? If for? I was crushed to death, go ahead and lop it off. Yeah, who gives a shit at that point? <laughs> You're already under a train. <laughs> You're telling me you're surviving that? Make my story a little In 1853? <laughs> they couldn't get past pneumonia. That's <laughs> They couldn't get past pneumonia till now. <laughs> Not even now. Um, then Franklin Pierce capped it all off by drinking himself to death. He died of cirrhosis of the liver. In office? No, dude. No, not in office. Oh. He was just a little while after office. Uh, this is when he was on his Lincoln hating train. Oh, so he was a vocal Lincoln hater as Lincoln. Was yeah, he was a Southern Democrat. He was all for all for oh, slavery. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't like that guy. We're rolling into number five. He's my least favorite president. Now. Yeah, he should be. Ugh. He's not a good president. He should be on the dollar bill. <laughs> P.S. for the dollar bill. <laughs> um. Number five is genuinely, from what I could research, the actual most boring president. So this okay, is good. This, this is, is this is a legitimately just boring human being. Um, and like William Henry Harrison and Warren Warren Harding were both boring because they died in office. Um, and Warren Harding's <laughs> campaign was returned to normalcy. <laughs> um, Ben Harrison and Franklin Pierce were a little bit more forgotten, a little bit more scandal-ridden. Yeah. Um, Chester Arthur, member of the Republican Party, in office from 1881 to 1885, single term. Um, (laughs) The most interesting thing you can find about Chester Arthur is that he was a member of the Salmon Club. (laughs) Which... What is the salmon? <laughs> and also, who gives a shit what the salmon club is? Wait, when was he president again? 1881 to 1885. In the lawless times of being president, where oh, you could man. do anything and not get impeached. We just, it's so crazy, because we, <laughs> what were you doing as president back then? No clue. People are like, we got steam engines on the horizon. Yeah, you're, you're. I don't know when railroads were built, but you're, you're doing something with that. <laughs> I mean, there were railroads coming. On. You're doing something. You're either expanding or building railroads. <laughs> is the majority of your president? We caught him most of the time just riding a horse on the White House lawn. <laughs> Chester Arthur, member of the Salmon Club. Member of the Salmon Club is about as good as you can get. President Chester Arthur. One of his last quoted statements, which to me, this is really buying into my, to my demeanor. <laughs> One of his last recorded statements was, after all, life is not worth living. <laughs> <laughs> this man was president of the United States and wanted to die so bad. <laughs> He was so unhappy and so boring. I think people need to know a little bit more about Chester Arthur. They should, but there's nothing to know. Oh, wow. This is the next Hamilton, I think. It is. (laughs) (laughs) After all, life. Woo! Life is not worth living. 
Joke's on him. He already lived a whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Fooled you. (laughs) You messed that up, man. All right. Uh, The last little thing I had about Chester (laughs) Arthur is that he looks like the red-headed serial killer from My Hunter. (laughs) The guy who was obsessed with shoes. (laughs) He looks just like him. Um, all right. Well, well done. That was great. Yeah. Um, so I guess, do we want to do grades or? Yeah, we could do grades. Uh, so we're still working out the kinks on the podcast. Um, but an idea was to have grades be a part of it. And for one person to be, uh, the head of the class and for the other person to be. The dunce. <laughs> the big old dunce. The big old dunce. I, I, well, I think maybe the best way to do this is write down the grade. So, like, if that way, like, I, oh. that way I don't, like, say it, and then you just give me one point lower <laughs> so we, you're not the dunce. We just end up prices right in each other. Yeah, yeah. Here's how we're grade. We're going to grade uh, 25% is effort. Uh, the way we're viewing that, I would assume, is just completion points. So if you've done it, for the most part, it looks like you basically did the whole assignment, you should get the full 25%. Um, accuracy is one that can really only be verified if uh, you've uh, read, seen, done the assignment before yourself. Um, so for this circumstance, I can't verify Dalton's at all, but he's seen in red holes so he has the upper hand on me on this one uh quality is just the general um uh depth of thought and you know just literally what quality is the 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 excellence put forward in the assignment and then final is the woe factor which is any portion of the assignment that made you go whoa whoa all right Alright, I got the grades. You got the grade. I got my grades. All laid out. Okay, you so want, you want me to go first? Or yeah, so for um, just for a good edit point. So the grades are in. The way we'll be doing this is we'll each take turns uh reading each other's grades and the uh point assigned to it will coincide with your typical grading scale. Yeah, so we're going we're going based out of a hundred. Uh we're going 25 points for effort, Oof. 25 points for quality. Yes. 20, this isn't your grades. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, li- I'm listening what we're doing. You're jumping the gun here. I got pretty excited there. Yeah, you were getting too excited. I was just reiterating <laughs> since there was a little snafu in our, mid, in our mid-episode recording of the grading scale. We could edit that part out. <laughs> and now everybody gets to see how excited you were for your <laughs> So grading scale, uh, we're going 25 points for effort, 25 points for quality, 25 points for accuracy, and 25 points for a woe factor. So that's the grading scale. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'll give Logan his score for his his report on the book Holes. Um, first homework assignment. I'm going to give you. 25 out of 25 for effort. That's good. Yeah, good. You feel good? Yeah, I do. Feel good about that? Um, I'm also going to reward you 25 out of 25 for quality. Hey! Now, we get down. Ooh, no. 
to the other two. Okay. Accuracy. I'm going 25 out of 25. Ooh! You the book. You knew what it was. I knew the book. Now, this is the hard yeah, part. Yeah, I know. This is where I figured out This is where points. you were a bit at a disadvantage. I know. You, you, you didn't even woe me in the slightest. I didn't woe you once? Not at all. Ah! I've, I've seen the movie. I read the book. You were at a very hard disadvantage. I know. Man, I was thinking about it, too. I was hoping maybe... Yeah, you're right. So, for woe, I'm going 12 out of 25. 12 out of 25? I'm going 12. It's the first assignment. I decided. I, I figured we. I was grading a little easier. 12 out of 25. It's it's an F. Woo. For that section, but overall, 87 out of 100. 87 out of 100. Okay, that's a B, that's man. That's a solid B plus. It's a B plus. Yeah. What do you? I don't, what was college B plus? 88. Uh, maybe it is a. Yeah. I don't remember what the grading scale. I was. think it is like an 88, 89. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. 87. I'll take it. I'm gonna be. You had a B. I'm happy with that. I'll tell you that. All right, you ready for yours? Yeah, I'm ready for it. All right, so going first on uh, effort, man, you did it. You did the assignment. I mean, you tweaked a little bit, but I'd say that made it better. So that's okay. Uh, I'm going to give you, I, I can't check this too much, but I'm giving you 25 in accuracy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I believe it's all we, right. we might have to rescind some facts later if we find anything. If you, if if somebody's listening and they realize I was wrong, hey, shut up about it. Hey, that quality section, I'm giving you twenty five, man. Yeah, what twenty five? Look at that. You are at a solid seventy five right now, and then here it comes, man. I mean, I gotta, I gotta really let you know what's going on for that, uh, that woe factor. I'm giving you a 20 out of 25 oh, on God. that. 20 out of 25? I gotta give you a 20. I, well, thank you. Yeah, you're well. I wasn't expecting that high. I'm giving you a 20. Well, because you know what? I think you, pretty much every president but uh, Harrison woed me. You didn't get woed by Harrison? I knew all that. You knew all the Harrison? I knew all that by you're Harrison. You're a big Harrison expert? Uh, so he had a building in Oxford oh, named after him. Gotcha. Everybody knew about that. Everybody knew about Harrison. Everybody knew about Harrison. But the other four didn't know him. Well, look at that. Well, it looks like <laughs> your boy D is head of the class this week. Cue music for head of the class. <laughs> it looks like I'm the little dunchy. Oh! <laughs> all right and so i guess let's move on to our last portion of this week's episode and that is assignments for next week assignments for next do, week do, do, do. you need a minute you got no yours? i got mine got mine okay uh <laughs> you, you, you want to go first or let me go first you can go first i, I got my pen already i'm right ready to write it down. all right you're ready for assignments for next week okay so in my research for holes okay I learned something very interesting. I did not know. Let me get a let me get a sip of wine before yeah. this. So, uh, when you read holes, you get the certain sense you want some more. I want some more. So, are you telling me there's a whole sequel? Perusing the Amazon <laughs> author page for Louis Sakar. Okay, I found there is indeed a sequel to Holes. <laughs> There's a sequel to Holes. There's a sequel to Holes. It's called Small Steps. Okay, it's published, I believe, in 2005 or 2006, and it follows Armpit. <laughs> it follows Armpit and of it, all people in his struggle to re. 
reestablish himself post Camp Green Lake. Okay. So uh, I ordered the book on Amazon, <laughs> and it is coming in two days. So oh shoot! So you got be two days behind. Yeah, slight disadvantage. So I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bump up some of your points here for the grading scale later. But uh, yeah, so your your assignment is to read small steps. Okay. How long is it? I think it's like two hundred fifty pages. Ah, oh, that's a breeze. Yeah. Uh, read small steps. Uh, same assignment essentially. I think this one we might actually need a, a true summary. <laughs> I don't know how involved people are with small steps. I don't the, think they're gonna know what it is. Are the holes established universe? Um, uh, and then I guess uh, go over some some major themes. Just your general analysis of the book. It doesn't have to okay. be too structured. And your review. And I think just for the fun of it, how it stacks up to holes. They cannot be good. Who knows, man? It would have gotten some hype on it, I think. <laughs> this is, I mean, I think it would have done better if he did anything but follow Armpit in the next book. Yeah, what a terrible character. <laughs> All right, I got that. Ready for yours? Mm-hmm. This one's going to step you outside of your comfort zone a little oh. bit. So your assignment okay. for next week, what I want you to do is design a perfect, what you think would be the perfect eight-man NBA team pulling from any player in history. You have to state the player and the year that you want them to be on your team. So, like, an example would be, like, oh, I want Jordan from 92 with LeBron from 2006. Woo! Yeah, so that's what I'm going for. Perfect eight-man team, five starters, three on the bench to come in. What you think would be the best team that could ever be made? Oh, I mean, that's the 4 Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, 4 Pistons. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have I, to change. I don't need I guess, anybody uh, else. In I'm sorry, but I guess my homework's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I like. I can. Uh, I like that. I can deal yeah. with that. I'll, uh, I'll DM Bill Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, me, me and my buddy got an idea. Um, yeah, we're trying to get on that Ringer podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're on the Ringer network now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay, cool. So, perfect eight-man NBA team in history, player and year, five starters, three on the bench, um, and uh, reasonings. Why? Yeah, yeah, I would assume there would be some reasons behind them. And then, uh, okay. So we're going to go 04 LeBron, 05 LeBron, 06 LeBron. <laughs> I'm going to make a whole team of LeBrons. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for tuning in this week to Homework, Homework with, with Friends, Friends podcast. Uh, we don't know where to find us yet, but you can find us at homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. If you have... Seems safe enough. I think that doesn't exist. That's, we have not created that. Unless yet, there's so some sort of underground network of test file exchanges. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we don't have a cool sign off yet, but tune back in, baby. Tune back in and don't be late. <laughs> 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 All right, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>